Yo, I'm Chad. And this is Eric. And together we are... Jumpman! Ah, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, once again for downloading slash maybe just listening to the Jumpman podcast. Yeah, the Jumpman Awakens. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Uh, it's like... It's, it's like somebody awoke the forest in the morning and the forest got a boner. Yeah. Like the forest has woken up. Look out, Sith. My, <laughs> force, my force awakens all the time. Oh, man. Yeah, so that was the big news. Star Wars came out with their title, Star mm-hmm. Wars The Force Awakens. And um, so obviously we have to talk about this. Sure. Um, uh, you know, uh, I'm okay with it because... I mean, Star like if it, if the movie was just called The Force Awakens, I'd be like, well, I'm not that crazy about it. Well, it's okay, I guess. But I'm okay with it because it sounds like the beginning of a new era. Sure. You know, it's like this isn't just the title of the movie. It's the title of the movie that is about to give birth to many, many more movies. Right. So I feel like it's okay to, like, if, if it was just, if, I don't know. So, like, if it was just in the middle of one of the movies, I'd be like, yeah, stupid. But it's like The Force Awakens, that's kind of like chapter one, kicking off all these, you know, further adventures. So it works for me. No, oh, I, I, I dig it. You know, it immediately sparked a ton of speculation. And, you know, yes. I, I, I don't follow all the Star Wars Episode Seven like, production spy stuff. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah, because I don't want anything spoiled for me. You know, like, I kind of paid attention a little bit uh, for the last Batman movie, and it was kind of like, well, mm-hmm. no, everything's kind of spoiled, uh, and it ruins your experience. So, uh, no, I think it's uh, I think it's great. I think uh, it's also very silly. You know, it's also very campy. Yes, uh, definitely. And people, you know, people have been kind of talking about how, uh, you know, how in the, uh, in the prequels... Um, Obi-Wan says to Anakin after he sliced off his leg and arm and parts of him, he's like, you were supposed to bring balance to the Force. Yeah. You were my brother. Somebody pointed out the other day that uh, Anakin, as Darth Vader, kind of did bring balance to the Force. He, of course you did. He, he killed he, all the good guys and the bad guys. Yeah, he, he, he killed off everybody to where there's only really two Sith and two Jedi left in the universe. So he mm-hmm. basically like did some uh, some subtraction. He's like, "All right, so we got two Sith and like five hundred thousand Jedi. Uh, we're just gonna take those down to make them even." Yeah, and then at the end, he kills himself and the Emperor. Right. And, so, and Luke's Luke's barely a Jedi. So, ta-da! <laughs> so so the Force awakens. Uh, there's there's barely one Jedi. I mean, maybe Luke plus Leia equals one Jedi. Don't know. But uh, I'm hoping that a lot of Force is going to be awakening and some people, mm-hmm. like Korra, Korra Book 4, all of a sudden, uh, people just... Or was, it, or was it Book 3? At the end of Book 3, they all become the, airbenders and shit. Yeah, everybody just started getting crazy air powers out of nowhere. Oh, sorry. I guess it was at the end of Book 2. Yeah. And but, then all of Book 3, they were finding them. Yeah, exactly. So that immediately is what came to mind. It's like, hey, dude, we need some more people with force powers and lightsabers. How are we going to create them? Well, I guess the force is just going to have to wake the hell up. That'd be awesome. That's Let's, my I was, I was hoping this movie would start with like a ton of Jedi, but now I'm wondering if that's not the case at all. But it sets it up for future lots of Jedi. I mean, I hope, honestly, that they kind of do away with 
jet like Jedi quotes, Sith in quotes, because they kind of painted themselves into a, into a corner with the prequels, you know, using those terms. So if people just sort of have force powers, you know, like maybe we could call that something else instead of just being like, you know, black and white about it. Well, we'll just call it bending. Exactly. <laughs> your mind bending. Yeah. You know, no, your, I mean, uh, your throat bending. Yeah, I don't need I don't need a Jedi Council anymore. Yeah. I would like it if the Jedi were still space knights, mm-hmm. but they didn't have monthly meetings. Right. So it's like, you find a Jedi, you've got the Force, he trains you until you're willing, until you're ready to go out on your own. Then you go out on your own, and that's it. So there's mm-hmm. no clubhouse, there's no, there's no meetings, there's no patch. Just what you want, do what you know, but you just know that there's this universal code. You were trained by one guy, so maybe you're slightly influenced by him. Someone else influenced by someone else. And then if you see each other, you just kind of give yourself a little nod. Right. And uh, occasionally team up if you're in the same solar system, you know, help each other out. Yeah, do a little crossover, a little Brave and the Bold. Yeah, maybe there's like a, oh, shit, well, I'm on Tatooine. I could use some help with this. Uh, We don't have a registry of Jedi, but I did hear there was that one dude (laughs) that was around here before. So maybe I'll Mm -hmm. see if I can't get him to help me, but... No, they're just wandering knights. Have nothing to do with government. They just help old Wookies across the street and right wrongs. So I, I, that'd be I, fine. I'm kind of hoping um, Mass Effect Two and sort and some of Three had a great kind of version of a Jedi, which is kind of like a, which is called a Justicar, and the the Justicar would go around the galaxy. Uh, uh, they're kind of like 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 a knight errant or like a like a ronin samurai mm-hmm. and that they just go around righting wrongs you know and being awesome but they they have this very strict code that they have to adhere to and they always mm-hmm. they're always following the code and they have to stay to the code no matter what even if it like conflicts with their own personal feelings or it puts them at odds with their friends and uh and or good people that are trying to help them out if they if they cross the code you're going to die he said, there's fucking bros before hoes. Now you got to die. You went off with her. You didn't tell us. Mm-hmm. Chop his dick off. Yeah, dude. But it was it was great. Having a character that was just so rigid like that was awesome. And in the uh in in part three, when the Justifar Justicar comes back, she realizes, hey, um I'm in a situation that there's no possible like winning for me. Like she, she basically like had to kill her own daughter. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, to to stick with the code because the code's everything. So it's like, well, instead of killing my daughter, I'll just kill myself instead. Like it's like that rigid to the code. Like you know, some uh, we don't have like any like super lawful good characters in the Star Wars universe anymore. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's time. It's time to like at least have one, the, like the one guy that you're like you're too, you're too good, you know, like you you adhere too much to a rigid thing that's bringing us all down. I just hope they. I want them all to be like Obi Wan Kenobi was in the beginning of the first Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. You know he's a Jedi. Well, I guess we should talk about that because in the prequels they said oh you know what obi-wan kenobi wore in that first movie that's what all jedi wear that's like their costume <laughs> slash uniform and uh-huh. then you think and then of course you know and other people i'm stealing this idea from 80 other people sure. they're like oh 
Well, I guess when he was hiding on Tatooine, wearing the fucking Jedi uniform, <laughs> he wasn't really hiding because everyone was like, hey, that's a Jedi right there. Like, that's what they all fucking wear. Unless he got it at Salvation Army mm-hmm. from a Jedi that turned it in. It's kind of stupid. Just <laughs> another one of the dumb George Lucas things. is like, oh, yeah, those robes are cool. That's what everyone wore. And we're like, hey, you dick. But um, That's true. That's so true, though. It's like that's like his just musty-ass old fantasy space hermit gear like yeah. come on man at least like the books and the other associated um non-lucasy star wars things kind of got it right and like you know put your jedi characters wearing different stuff yeah everyone just thought oh those are desert robes and then it's like nope that's a jedi costume so like when he finally pulls up in moss Eisley, mm-hmm. and he's like these aren't the droids you're looking for he pulls up they're like hey fuck look it's a jedi you know how I know that? Because they all wore those clothes right there. Unless he's being, like, hipster ironic, that's oh. a fucking Jedi. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should shoot him. Like, I know it's been 18 years, but we all remember what Jedi looked like, right? I mean, I never fucking saw a samurai in real life, but I fucking know what those guys looked like, too. <laughs> that's true. That's true. If you wore, like, some ancient-ass samurai armor or even just, yeah. like, some kind of samurai gear or just, like, had, yeah, like, the haircut, like the weird-ass half-bowl yeah. haircut... You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, anyway, so I'm, I'm getting a little off track here. So, um, but yeah, wear whatever you want. And like I said, it's like I don't want it to be an organization. So that way you can't use them pro or against the government. And, you know, they don't become too righteous and stupid like they were before trying to dictate policy and stuff like that. Just you are a Jedi. If you run into a guy who has the force and he says, yo, I want to learn, then you teach him too. And then you send him on his way after a couple of years. He's no longer your apprentice. He does the same thing. You guys all perpetuate. You help each other out. Obi-Wan in the first movie, that's what you need. He's a Jedi, happens to live on Tatooine, fucking uh, breaks up bar fights, mm-hmm. you know, and he can, you know, if the local constable is having some trouble, maybe he's like, yo, Jedi man, can you really help me? And if the Jedi decides it's an honorable cause and it's not a corrupt sheriff, a corrupt sheriff and he helps them out. And then occasionally, they fucking, uh, you know, do bigger things. But it's like they don't even want to get, they're just like original Obi-Wan. He doesn't like space travel, doesn't want to fly in ships because, you know, they don't need to be that kind of guy. So. Yeah, fuck yeah. That that totally reminds me of that movie, uh, The Seven Samurai. Have you mm. seen it? Of course. It's So if you, have, if you don't know, it's basically like this old samurai finds out that this town is in trouble. And that's this army nearby are going to come in and wipe out the town. And because he's like Mr. Goody Two-Shoes, got to, you know, you know, got to save everybody and do my thing. He has to like trick slash recruit a bunch of other uh, samurai without masters to help him to save the town. And it's like recruiting these dudes one by one. It's like they they don't get together and be like, yo, you samurai. Yo, me too. Yeah, force power, son. No, it's just like, you know, they're just out there doing their own thing. And he has to like convince them one by one to uh, to help them out. They all have their own personalities, their own wants, needs, etc. And when it's all over, they all, if they're alive, they all go their separate ways. Because, you know, they're not like, uh, they don't, like you said, they don't have meetings. They don't sell cookies. And what if the Jedi were so rigid in what they did that they're missing out on a bunch of other force powers? Mm. You know, that was the cool part about the original movies was, you know, just as when you thought the Emperor was like, he's fucking badass. He's like, lightning fingers. Yeah. You're like, holy shit, lightning fingers? Did you know they could do lightning fingers? No. I mean, the good guys don't do it. Mm -hmm. Well, the bad guys tapped into another part of the force. So it's like, what if there's more force awakening 
and that they're they all have some of the base powers, like they can all fucking slam dunk a basketball. Mm-hmm. But then the other ones can do different things. What if one has got fucking uh, like teleportation? Oh, oh no, no, wait. let's just all come up. Let's just give them all like Dragon Ball Z stuff. Yes. So what if one Jedi can do fucking after images? Ooh. How cool would that? You go to punch a Jedi and your hand just goes through, whoosh, like a cloud, and he's over here. After image, bitch. I love that. You know, or some instant transmission. Mm-hmm. I mean, that'd be cool. Or you know, just like fucking Ko Ken that shit. Fuck yeah, man! I mean, Who needs a lightsaber if you can like summon up your your force key into well, like yeah. an energy ball? <laughs> or, or no, no, no! Like, all right, so we won't go crazy. No energy balls for now. Oh. Well, but think about this. Probably in in this, uh, everyone has their own opinion. In my opinion, the most awesomest, coolest, badass moment of the whole Dragon Ball Z series is when Goku lands back on Earth and he's all happy, and Trunks goes Super Saiyan. And, and Goku's like, oh, let's fucking test you. And Trunks pulls out the sword, and Goku goes, I'm going to fight you with my goddamn finger. <laughs> and puts all his force into his finger, and Trunks attacks him, and Goku fights off the sword with his finger. And he's like, that's right. I'm a fucking badass. Ask your dad, bitch. Yep. That was so cool. So, like, what if you could do that? Like, you could go force rigid, other than your cock, <laughs> and just, like, you know, all of a sudden you got, like, fucking stone hands or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't even need your lightsaber. You like, know, the one dude's got a lightsaber, and he's like, ha, I'm not even going to use that. Watch this shit. Oh, force arms. Fuck yeah. I mean, you know, like, the last the last battle in Book 3 of Korra, yeah, I, I love the hell of Korra. I keep bringing it up. But, like, the when she went Avatar State and started shooting, like, fire out of, like, her feet, flying around, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. flame breath and shit like that. I mean, that was just, like, that's what I want to see. I want to see, like, tons of different crazy ways of using the force instead of just like i'm gonna flip around you got lightning powers i'm going to weirdly absorb them and maybe shoot them back ah you know that was the low point was dooku versus yoda that was just like let's lamify anything cool we ever did with force powers by making it like i don't know I think like Red Letter Media called it like, oh, he he got like level sixty Sith, so he unlocked his uh, force electricity. Totally true. Yeah, and and you're right. Like if you can you if you can force push someone, you should aim it at the ground and force push so hard that it blasts you up a hundred stories into the air. Yeah, exactly. Like that would be so cool, man. Leaping buildings. Fuck yeah. Yeah, so they should all have, based on where they were trained and stuff, and if you were trained on, like, a swamp planet, then all of a sudden you're, like, the fucking vine master. Because mm-hmm. you've trained with vines. <laughs> I am the your vine vines master! Like, well, the, no, then it turns into, like, one of those fucking alien tentacle hentai movies or something like that. Yes. But, I mean, no, like, it's your home base. So they're like, yo, let's go, let's go fucking rob Dagobah. I don't know, man, there's a Jedi. Oh, I've killed a Jedi before. Yeah, but this dude fucking grew up in the swamp. You don't want to fuck with him. And he all comes right. out, he's like, and like fucking, you got to fight like a hundred vines all at once and stuff because that was his, <laughs> that's his area, you know? So it's like, uh, uh, the vines creeping up my ass. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if like another Jedi shows up, like he's the away team, the other dude's got home field advantage, you know, because right, right. I'm the fucking vine master. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, so each Jedi kind of learn and their environment um, influences how they learn the force. Like, can you imagine how come they never fucking did this? You were on Tatooine. Use the force and throw sand in people's eyes. <laughs> I'd be I'd be such a bitch Jedi, man. <laughs> I would just fucking force kick sand into everyone's eyes. I'd be like, 
oh, you want to fight on the beach planet? Yeah. No problem. Watch this. <laughs> and I'm not even throwing hands of sa- handfuls of sand. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing like a fucking tidal wave of sand. You know, I'm like, right. Like, I don't even pick up my lightsaber. Like when Darth Maul fights Qui-Gon right there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I got two lightsabers. Qui-Gon's like, watch this. Tidal wave of sand. You lose. It's that easy. So it's like. The, the Jedi really learn to tap into their environment. They don't just do the same fucking same moves, man. Mm-hmm. They're just like, I use the force around me. The sand speaks to me. And I'm telling it to blind you <laughs> right well, check, now. Well, check, or check like, this out. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, that, that reminds me of another amazing part of Mass Effect, which is like in Mass Effect, you have like magic users called mm-hmm. biotics that, that can tap into this like magical energy force, a.k.a. the force. Uh, but you also have like tech users, too. Uh, who are these things called? Um, I guess just tech, or maybe it's biotics. I don't know. Anyway, so but but like technology has advanced so much that they basically mimic like the force powers. So what if you had a bunch of dude with like brain implants, midichlorian injections? I don't care. Oh, you you lost me. I quit. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying I like quit. I'm just saying quit. like have a bunch of dudes with some tech that can mimic force powers that can that can like rival people with like Jedi powers who are more like the mages, you know, so you have like your tech powers and your mage powers going at it at the same time. Mm, okay. I can see that. Well, and here's how you rival that shit. Okay. Check it out. What if you got Jedi Aquaman? What? Jedi Aquaman goes communicates with the animals. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's face it, if the Jedi is really in touch with nature and in touch with his planet and the animals, the force is in all of us, surrounds us, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So you see this one you see this one Jedi, and he's like in the fucking middle of the woods going all zen shit, and there's like deer eating out of his hands, there's like a bear <laughs> taking a piss next to him and stuff, and like, holy shit, these animals are like fucking right there with him and stuff, and they attack him, and he just kind of like looks at a couple and just kind of does like that, that two-finger nod, you know, like points at them, and they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, we got your back, you know? Like, like what if he, you know, and, and that's how they, like, Han Solo's got a little bit of it because he can fucking speak Wookiee. Like, he can understand Chewbacca, right? And Chewbacca's right. like, mm-hmm. and Han's like, yo, he wants a soda. And everyone's <laughs> like, how? You don't know Wookiee. You know, you didn't fucking learn that. But he's, he taps into a little bit of that, you know? So it's like Jedi, they can understand you on like a, you know, sympathetic wavelength and stuff. But some of the really uh, like fucking vegan Jedi. <laughs> they can uh, they can go full Aquaman and they don't con- they don't control the animals they mm-hmm. just kind of convince them that this is what they want to do. All right, like, yo, it really helped me if you fucking donkey kick the guy in the black robe. <laughs> so wait, so so what I'm hearing is you know we we have a couple different classes of Jedi. We have like the space knights who are like you know like broadsword, you know like uh, maybe some force armor. Uh, just running around the galaxy, jumping around, kicking people, kicking the crap out of people. But then we also have like druid Jedi who are more like like classical D and D druids who are like, all right, you, are you a forest druid? Are you a swamp druid? Are you like the winter tundra druid? And your powers kind of stem from that. Well, see, I I liked to me in the first movie, I liked that the Jedi, the Obi Wan had the weakness. He didn't like flying. He wasn't good at it. He had to hire a hotshot pilot. Right. So I feel like. Leave the flying to non-Jedi. Like, mm-hmm. let them rule the sky. And that's the one thing. The Jedi, you know, it's like they got their home on whatever planet it is. That's just their planet, you know. And if they need to get off, they got to hire the space taxi just like everyone else. And, uh, you know, and, of course, that's, that's if you want to kill them, that's when you, you know, you just blow them up 
en route somewhere. So that's where you still got your hotshot pilots, you know, they, they still have got to work together there. Or occasionally maybe you got a pilot that's like in touch with the Force, but if you've been trained as a Jedi, that's just not your thing anymore. I mean, what if, what if, what if we had a character that like rejected all technology? You know, like somebody that's mm-hmm. just like, I'm into the Force and nature and that's it. You know, and that's yeah. their that's their main weakness is like, you know, they don't know how to like operate an iPod anything. Exactly. In fact, it, it could be kind of funny. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. Characters. I, yeah, they'd be like, this. they're like, what is this? This is a droid. Oh. <laughs> oh. Droid. Oh. I, for some reason, I can't speak to it. Ooh. Well, you can't speak to it with your mind. You just got to talk to it. No, yeah. I think this would be cool. And so, um, you know, and then... If there's a bunch of Jedi in that planet, shit goes on in that planet, they kind of like, all right, you know, guys, we can feel each other in the forest. Let's all go meet and, you know, take care of this shit. Right. That's how they settle it. I dig it. Boom. So, yeah, the Force awakens. Maybe it, maybe that's what happens. Maybe Luke just needs to blow himself up and his Force part. And, like, maybe he was hogging the Force. Mm. And he blows himself up. And then that allows the force to release, and it goes into a lot of people, maybe not quite as powerful, but they all got it now. Oh, well, you know, uh, maybe when the Emperor fell down into, I don't know, the giant pit, that little that little explosion was all of his uh, collective force energy spreading out throughout the galaxy or something. There you go. A bunch of Ewoks with the force. Oh, that would, By the way, that would be the worst movie. <sighs> little force Ewoks. <laughs> Oh my god! If I mean, maybe there's like one, and it's a joke character instead of uh-huh. like every council member. Yeah, you know, like, true. hey, look, I have a weird head. Oh, look, I have a weird neck. I have a gas mask face. Yes. Yeah. And there's Yoda, and he looks sort of like the most normal one, but they're all like, this is weird. This is gonna make me sound like an alien racist, but it's like. <laughs> I was okay with, like, most aliens being able to use the Force, mm-hmm. but not fucking small ones. That's oh. bullshit. Hmm. Like, Ewoks are, like, a sub-sentient species. Right. So, like, if there if there's, like, a fucking Force Ewok, then that's bullshit, man. That's bullshit. If, you, if you're, if you're, uh, if your creature worships C-3PO as a golden god, you don't have the Force. Mm-hmm. You, you just don't have it. I'm sorry. Get the fuck out of here. You're not allowed in our club. Now, you've got to at least have, you know, you can't be a primitive native tribe. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You've got to be developed. Otherwise, you know, maybe in the future, you guys might be able to get the force, but you don't got it now. Sorry. No, it's like, it's like Verizon Fios. You know, like, I'm sorry, Ewoks, you're just too far out there. They're not going to come to you. Yeah, it's like, are we supposed, is this supposed to be like a force tauntaun now, too? Yeah, that's just no, fucking lame. Force wampum? It's yeah, not happening. Like, if so. it's, it's going to be like that, it's got to be a joke character. You know, like, or, or like the Green Lantern Corps, you can have a bunch of weird dudes, but just don't focus on them. Like, give them, like, a throwaway line, but have your main mm-hmm. dudes be cool or hot or something that we want to be. Yeah, like, there can't be no Jedi Gungans. Sorry. God. There just Ugh. can't be. This is just, like, worst case scenario naming right now. <laughs> well, I, I just think that the Gungans planet, it got blown up by the Death Star in, like, a test. Mm-hmm. There was, like, beta, beta Death Star. <laughs> and they just kind of blew that up and they're like oh yeah all right it works it works it works all right now let's go really do this let's really yeah. do it we're like hey those um, guys the, the, the that planet that did the plod when the emperor took power uh we're gonna blow that one up first yeah you're cool with that so, right so i have an idea for a sweet ass television show okay 
I want to want to spin this to you. So I check mean, this out. I, I think we just described one. That would be awesome. Well, yeah. No, all right, but check this out. All right. So, uh, you know, we are children of the '80s, and I was thinking recently. I was like uh, playing. Um, you know, I've got the Google Chromecast, so I can play shit from my computer and send it to wirelessly to my TV. Mm-hmm. And so I was just playing some YouTube stuff on there, and uh, my wife had never heard of Knight Rider. Never. And I was like, you've never heard of Knight Rider? Wow. The fucking talking car, Kit, David Hasselhoff? <laughs> and she's like, oh, David Hasselhoff, the guy from Baywatch. I was like, well, yeah, but he was in Knight Rider first. So, you know, I play this, and I'm, maybe there's, like, most of our audience listening, I was like, doesn't know what a Knight, Knight Rider is either. But anyways, Knight Rider, talking car, David Hasselhoff called him on his speakerphone watch. Right. It was awesome. But I was thinking, you know, basically, with 10 minutes left of every episode, there was a reason for David Hasselhoff to get into the car and go whoop some ass. Right. And then I was thinking, huh, just like Dukes of Hazard. Dukes of Hazard, the Duke boys got in their General Lee car, jumped some shit with 10 minutes left and got in this big uh, chase while they played banjo music in the background. Right. Which is just like hmm. Chips. When we watched the California Highway Patrolman with 10 minutes left, disco music would start playing. They got into their little motorcycles, fucking chased down the bad guys. Oh, yeah. Hey, wait. The same thing happened in that show with the helicopter. Airwolf. Yeah. Airwolf. They fucking get into the attack helicopter. <laughs> Ten minutes left. They fucking torpedo other helicopters because that's just how it always ended with yep. ten minutes left. Airwolf. Even the fucking A-team had their own van that they got into. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, holy shit. Like, a lot of TV shows I watched in the 80s were all vehicle heavy. Hmm. We got to bring that back. Okay. We got to bring back a fucking vehicle show. No one's doing vehicle shows anymore. Think about it. When's the last time you saw a vehicle show? I mean, they rebooted Knight Rider and it sucked balls. Uh, yeah, yeah, because they tried to reboot. You can't reboot shit that should have been garbage in the first place. <laughs> you know, it's like you can't fucking reheat pasta. It doesn't taste the same way the second time. I don't care. Anyone that says you can reheat pasta is fucking lame. Well, It doesn't taste the same. So you can't reboot Knight Rider because not going to taste the same. I, so, I, I will say, yeah, if you use the microwave, yeah, no, not at all. But if you yeah. stick it in the toaster oven or a frying pan, you're gold. Oh, Chad, Chad, shut up. Come on. What? Come on. Come on now, Chad. I'm Come just on. laying it on you. Whatever, dude. All right, you weirdo. <laughs> so, uh, so we fucking need a vehicle show. But okay. obviously, I just listed a ton of them. So here is the new vehicle show that's going to rock our world. Okay. A fucking monster truck. Okay. Monster truck. So you got some dude and he's trying to make it right and trying to make his way through the world. He's got this monster truck and then he realizes, yo, man, maybe I should, you know, like maybe the first episode he accidentally bumps into the mafia and he uses the monster truck to totally crush all their mafia vehicles and the cops totally capture the mafia and they're like, whoa, dude, that was so super cool. Yo, maybe you should like <laughs> fight crime. And totally help out everyone. So I was like, oh, shucks. You know, I couldn't do that. But I bet I could. And then he paints like some kick-ass name across mm. the top, you know, of his monster truck. Right. And then that, and then whatever the name is that he spray paints on the monster truck, that's the name of the show. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it'll be called like, uh, shit, what do we call it? Stomper was... Chomper. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Or no, how about, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, or like Stomp Chomp or something. Chomp Stomp. There's, I, I don't know. It'll come to us. So anyways, so then from now on, he just fucking, he's living life, right? 
So he just uh-huh. drives from town to town. That's why there's always new crime for him to fight because he doesn't stay in the same place. So he goes to this town. He's like, oh, now the old ladies at the nursing home are being shaked down by like some criminals. And he's like, where are those criminals? They just happen to be in a parking lot. Perfect. <laughs> Gets in his monster truck and fucking stomps out their cars. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. And that only happens with like 10 minutes left in the episode. You know, so there's like some ups and downs. But then, boom, fucking nails him in the parking lot. Stomper. And the cool thing is, this is like the best vehicle because it's an off-roader. Duh. So they're like, oh, those evil hillbillies are running drugs in the mountain. Mountain. Ha! Gotta get in my stomper chomper. And just fucking go up there like, <laughs> boom. Like going up there and like just mashing people with this. Like They're like, we're in the tree fortress. He's like, oh, yeah? Check this shit out. Let's put it into 11th gear. <laughs> I mean, how cool would a vehicle show be right now with a monster truck? Fuck yeah. I need some sweet music. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Like, uh, I forget the name of it, but like that heavy metal vehicle show on Disney Animation, like Disney XD right now. Oh, yeah. Eh, that, that like underground yeah, metal thing. I forget exactly. I mean, it's a love letter to heavy metal. It rules. Uh, but like, that was also too, like... All right, get in the cars because we need to race fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, check this out, all right? So yes. now, it just happens to, like, um, there's this envoy from, uh, from like, fucking North Korea, okay? Mm-hmm. And they're just like, <laughs> we, are not, we are not going to sign the peace treaty with you. You Americans are inferior. And they're like, oh, yeah? Have you met Stomper Chomper? What? We have our own. We have our Ooh. own... Uh, Monster truck. It's called Red Star. <laughs> they're like, oh, and then the Americans are like, come on, stop a chopper. You gotta fucking show these North Koreans. And they're like, and so they fucking do the classic. And like, maybe this is like a two-parter. So mm-hmm. like, you, it's like at the end of the first episode, you fucking chain them up. Stomper Chomper and Red Star. Fucking yes. chain them bumper to bumper, bitch. And you got to fucking see who can pull who. And it's like, oh, do it for America. And then like right in the beginning, <laughs> Someone fucking drugs the guy, you know? Oh. So he's like tripping and shit. He's like, uh. And they're like, some hot chick's like, I got the antidote. You gotta fucking get up there. I need like a ladder. All right, let's do it. And so like it ends like, what's gonna happen? Cause the ladder's shaking. And then like the what? second episode, what? yeah. Like, oh, I might fall. The ladder's shaking. <laughs> cause he's trying to take the ladder up to the monster truck door cause the tires are so big. Oh my God. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. So that you get some the antidote. I don't want to ruin the ending, but you oh, know. sure. But I'm just saying, like that would be a fucking awesome two part. Like he's doing it for America and stuff. Got a fucking. And then at the end, like the North Koreans, like, oh, you know, we've got to give you respect because you fucking. We thought we were the best in the world at at monster trucks, but clearly we've got a lot to learn. And if you know, if we've got a lot to learn about monster trucks, maybe we've got a lot to learn about not being assholes too. So I guess we'll <laughs> sign your treaty. <laughs> Stop a chomper! Yeah, dude. Awesome. Wouldn't that be awesome? I mean, and 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 it's got to be like that, you know. Don't take itself too seriously. There, I mean, there's so many cable channels out there. Who wouldn't air that? Maybe like CMT, Sci-Fi <laughs> Channel, dude. Sci-Fi. I mean, they're all about it. I mean, I just think it'd be sweet, man. Fuck and of yeah. course, you know, and then you've got like a gearhead guy that's like this, like assistant. So every once in a while, he calls him up, like, "Yo, Dusty, I need you, man. She ain't purring like a kitten no more." And he's like, <laughs> "Yo, just like fucking put the phone next to the, the monster truck and just kind of rev it a little bit, and I'll be able to tell you exactly what's wrong." Awesome. It was so cool. You know, and by season by season three, they got like a kid sidekick. Mm. You know, he was like doesn't have parents, 
And, uh, you know, he looks up to the monster truck and the guy's like, yo, why don't you tag along? So, <laughs> boom, the shit writes itself, dude. I'm, try- I'm trying to look up the dark side of this universe. I forget the guy's name. Uh, the, dude, the dude who made, um, like, he combined, like, a tank and a steamroller and a tractor and went on, like, a rampage in a small town. In real life? Yeah, in real life. And it's called, Ooh. like, uh, fuck. I forget it. But, like, nobody could take this dude out. Like, he was one of those survivor guys, or, no, preppers. Uh, okay. Yeah, like, uh-huh. he, he was, like, a doomsday prepper, and he uh, kept to himself, and then one day, the like, he just had enough, and he's, and he's <laughs> like, ah, hang on, I'll be back, and when got to his death tank, uh, which is, like, armored and crazy, and it was basically like a steamroller on crack, and oh, went and demolished the town. Death tank? Is it death that's tank? Clearly, no, I'm just saying, but that's a sweet name. I mean, well, unless yeah. it murdered people. I'm just saying, like, that would be a sweet name for Stomper Chomper to go up against in an episode. Yes, exactly. Hey, hey, Stomper Chomper. Oh, we heard you're big <laughs> on the West Coast, but over here it's East Side, bitch, and we got death tank. Mm-hmm. We've been terrorizing towns all over the place. What you gonna do, buddy? That'd be awesome. Oh, wait. Which, by the way, our, our connection's going in and out. Is that a problem? Not for me. <laughs> okay. Uh, I didn't know if that was going to be a bad recording problem, but okay. Let's see. Where okay. is it? Oh, no. It's a bulldozer. Killdozer. That's it. Oh, killed. Oh, I mean, I can't be too pumped if he actually killed people. With I, don't it, th- but. I don't think he actually killed anybody, but he like wrecked the whole town and they and they like they tried oh. to shoot him. They tried to like take him out and they couldn't. They couldn't. They basically See, that- had to like use their psychology on his brain. You can't call it killdozer till it's got killed. Like James Bond couldn't be 007 till he killed some people. Mm. You can't call it killdozer until you got blood on the front. <laughs> <laughs> killdozer. I mean, and then you got to fucking take you got to take a blowtorch and cut slashes into the side of the dozer for every kill you've made. I mean, he did kill like houses. Like he's he's like a mm. uh, he's like a building killer, and like he went and mm, destroyed okay. some buildings. And I think he went to like his. Uh, it got stuck when he tried to like take out City Hall, but City Hall was made out of like stone and it was too big and heavy, and he the whole vehicle got stuck. That was his downfall. Dude, I'm thinking like, like Stomper Chomper, man. How many? I mean, just check it out. Like all of a sudden, like the local police are like, dudes, these drug lords are in this like castle compound. They're too heavily fortified. We can't get in there. He's like, just follow my lead. Fucking <laughs> bam! Smashes down through the walls with his monster truck. Boom. I want to see it like. Like uh, some of the villain gets his henchmen. He's like, all right, henchmen, line up. We're all going to take the town. Everybody get in your cars and put all the cars in a convenient little row. And we'll go take the town. Yeah. <laughs> like every episode. Oh, this... oh shit, look out. That's right, man. You know what? Yeah, and, and, like, and, like, and that's what he does too. He's like, yo, man. He's like, you can't just rely on the monster truck, okay? Like you guys got to save yourselves. I'll help. And do most of the work, but you've got to pitch in too. And it's like when all the townspeople rally against the bad cowboy. Yeah. And he's like, "What are you gonna do?" And they all come out with guns. And he's like, "Oh shit!" Yeah. You know. So it's like he's he's te- he's helping them help themselves. Yeah, that, I mean that's so. kind of like the message of a bug's life, except a bug's life kind of sucked. Yeah. So uh, all right. No, none of you butt nuggets take this idea because I'm gonna run with this now. <laughs> I'm, t- <laughs> I'm, I'm working this you. in. I'm gonna I'm gonna work this into my book now. Have him, have him go up against like, you know, like, l- like not exactly historically accurate, 
killdozers and stuff, but like there's been enough like vehicular mayhem in this world that you could get some. I mean, like down in uh, Brazil during all the protests last year, they uh, like the unlike up here where they had the SWAT team uh, go in or, or you know just like cops go in and start breaking heads and break up the protests. Uh, when when the cops started launching like tear gas and like brought their SWAT vehicles down, some dude who was like uh, I think like a a backhoe operator was like fuck this got went and got his backhoe and flipped over the SWAT truck and started destroying uh-huh. like barriers and everybody was like local hero hooray! Oh, uh, I'm telling you, man this this show would pull in 20 million viewers easy. Sure. Easy. We're ready for this. People are ready for another vehicle show. We want it. You can watch it. Like little kids would just buy into it. Adults would watch it ironically, but That's... it'd be so good. It'd be so good, man. Fuck yeah! Like man, like you know what? There needs to be a crossover episode where a man on a buffalo rides into town. I'm telling you, dude. Mm-hmm. This would be so cool. Awesome. All right. So that <laughs> that's my it's <laughs> my thing. Oh man. Do we want to talk about Cora or? I mean, sure. We finally. We finally well, wait, wait. got what? We yes. are now. You've now entered the spoiler zone area of the Jump Men podcast. Okay. We are going to talk about Cora episode six. Book book season four, four baby. season five. Book, that means, book four, that means episode six. We're we're almost halfway done with this book. I think it's episode six, right? I think uh, it is. Probably. The battle for Zaofu, <clears throat> where Cora finally decides to fight, but she hasn't fought anyone. In what two and a half years or something? Three, three years. I mean, she she got her ass kicked in the ring when she was still metal poisoned. Yeah, and it's like I was embarrassed yeah. to watch her fight and lose to Kavira because she was just doing the same. She was just going through the motions, and Kavira's like, "I just had to dodge you." Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously she didn't. Obviously she didn't have any water, so she mm-hmm. couldn't water bend. But I mean, she was just like kick fire, punch wind, kick fire, punch wind throw some dirt and uh you know so Kavir just had to step back play some defense and whoop ass and then but i did like that when she went into the avatar avatar state she beat Kavira in eight seconds well yeah she was like yo but when i'm in the avatar state you know i leave all that petty shit behind and i just fuck you up with just basically wind and that was it game yep. over i mean people people have described the avatar state as an instant win button because yeah. you just become so powerful that nobody can can stand next to you, but it's uh, yeah it, the whole fight the whole episode was really not satisfying because she comes in and yeah it's like you said like Kavira is smart and she fights smart and Korra just looks like a big dummy you know just like she she's like oh man I'm gonna use all my powers against you except none of them are really effective because I'm not a great fighter. Well, it wouldn't be Korra if she wasn't easily manipulated by the bad guy during the middle of the season. Yeah. Like every season. Also, but, um, and plus, if she wins now, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, it's over. But you know what was yeah. crazy was like, it, it was total, almost like reverse psychology. Like, if you, before like a big boxing match, you're like, hey, throw the twister punch. Use the <laughs> twister punch. You know, when then like the, your opponent can hear that, you're not going to leave with the twister punch. You know, so uh, so what's her name's like? Go into the Avatar state, do it, do it. Yeah. Cora's like, fuck that. Because I'm fight my fights. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna get my ass handed for to me for a few minutes before I do that. Well, 
And the thing is, too, is Kavira even was like, yo, go into the Avatar state. Do whatever you want. And it's like, I don't even have to feel bad for it now. You clearly, you know, I was going to hold back because it wasn't really fair. You told me to go into it in front of all these people. Boom. Game over. And the thing is, though, like, did she kind of lose her humanity? Because she went to the Avatar state and picked up a 50-ton boulder and was about <laughs> to drop it on Kavira's head. Like, she was going to kill her. Yep. Like, we were going to the next step there. Like, that was, I mean, you don't drop that on someone on just, like, their leg or something. Like, that was, finish her. Yeah, so, and then, of clear, and, and then, of course, Cora quit because she realized, she's like, holy shit, I'm about to kill her. And then she just quit and gave up. But then Kavira was going to kill her. She turned the metal into, like, really sharp uh, daggers mm-hmm. and was going to kill her. Yep. So, I mean, they, they both were going into a crazy area right there for the show. I don't know. It's like, like, you know, like that's where the last time she was in the Avatar state, she was trying to murder uh, Henry Rollins. Yeah, but she had a much better reason that time. Yeah, I, I feel like that whole fight, like it was largely unsatisfying. That could have been more satisfying if it was more like Frieza and Vegeta, where they're like taunting each other. Instead, it was yeah. just like Kovira's like slightly taunting, and Korra's like, I don't really want to be here. You know, yeah. she's and like, yeah, I'm Cora, and Cora this. just the the more creative you are as an Avatar fighter, and we're talking about this with the Jedi too. The more creative you are, the the better you are. Right. So she she wasn't being creative at all. She was being stupid. But you know, it she has to learn from it, bounce back, and all that bullshit. But yeah. Um. So you know, I, I felt bad because it's like you don't want the Avatar to be humiliated. No, but that's <laughs> but. the whole. I mean, that's <laughs> the whole thing. Is like this show, just like Batman Beyond, honestly. Uh, humanizes that character by showing us over and over again that they they can fail, and it's yeah. going to be embarrassing. Like Terry McGinn has got his ass kicked many times, many times mm-hmm. before he ever has like a cool moment where he succeeds. You know, yeah. and I think because we all want to like be that character, we all want to project ourselves onto you know Cora. That it's like it's hard when your hero. Mm-hmm is like a human being and not like the superhero that you want them to be. And it's got to be weird too because like they keep calling you the avatar like right in front of your face. Yeah. Oh, the avatar. And it's like my name's Cora. I'm right here. You know, yeah. it's like everyone everyone calls you the avatar and it is a little weird. I want some, you so. know, if they ever come back and do this again, you know, there are lessons to be learned from other shows. You know, like uh, whoever the next avatar is should be like fucking Goku and be like, you know what? Fuck the transformation into Super Saiyan. I'm just going to be the Avatar all the time. Deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, Avatar State 24-7. Yeah. You know, why does she it's only so- tap into it certain times? Just, like, take a piss in the Avatar State. You know, goes, goes yeah. across, like, 20 counties. It's not a bad idea. I'm just saying. You got those cool white eyes. You know, if it was more like, if it was more like the Frieza-Vegeta State, Kuvira should have been, like, you know... You know, come at me in your final form. You know, like really trying to like get Cora's goat. You know, trying to like put it in her face instead of like half-assing it. You know, really like humiliate her verbally, get her pissed off, so that Cora will hulk up into the Avatar state, so we can see like a real fight. And, and that's the thing, Cora fought so terribly because five minutes later, two uh, Airbenders held off the entire army because they whipped up a tornado. 
So it's like, well, Korra, why didn't you whip up a tornado? Or why didn't you just whip up a forest fire? <laughs> you know? She was like, fire kick, fire kick. It's okay. How about a giant mega fireball? How about a ring of fire that you force closer and closer until Kavira? I mean, she only has metal and earthbending. Right. Kavira. It's like- so it's like, you should have made a fucking tornado, surrounded fire inside that. You know, I mean, like, she could have been so creative with it, and she just doing kick punch. It's all in the mind. You know, it's like, I've been thinking about that lately. Or Like, all right, how do you defeat a metal bender? You know, what are the properties of metal that you can use to your advantage? Uh, like, oh, yeah, she can firebend. Why doesn't she just zap electricity at her? Because electricity moves at the speed of light. It's instant fucking taneous. She's got metal mm-hmm. on her. Just hit her with some lightning. You know, game over. I would do, I mean, I've, I've said this before, if I ever played professional tennis, I would aim at the other person's face every time. Right. With the, with the ball, mm-hmm. even though it's bad form, until they, like, kept getting scared and ducked. I would just, if I would, I would water bend you in the face. Because when you are swimming or playing in the water and you get water in your eyes and your nose and your mouth, it throws you off your game. Right. Like, no matter what you do, you're like, <laughs> you know, kind of sputter and stuff like that. You know, like, no, even if you're really good with the water, I would just water bend and throw it in your face over and over and over again. Because then what are you going to do? You're too busy just trying to shield your face, you know, or like, like I said, it throws everything. It's in your eyes, it's in your nose, it's kind of burning you up. I just water it in the face over and over again. Mm-hmm. And then finally just sucker punch with the fire crotch or something. I think, I think like overall... The, the most disappointing part of this episode was kind of the theme, you know, and it, it wasn't like, like the episode wasn't about anything, really. It wasn't a, like mm-hmm. the story that they told was just kind of like, all right, let's get from point A to point B. You know, it, was, it wasn't about something. It was, just, you know, it was just about like it became about, well, Cora just got humiliated and she's a regular human being. That's the story that we just told, you know, which, mm-hmm. is, which is too bad. Yeah, but it's okay. Yeah, whatever. It's you know your hero ha- has to fail so they can rise up. Yeah, it's just and she's not ready. So no, Cora does but, a lot of failing actually <laughs> for the first ten well, episodes of every book. I'm just saying, though, if you're going to humiliate her now, you better let her have her day later. Like, mm-hmm. and I don't just mean like getting Kavira to surrender. I mean a fight where you beat the shit out of her for minutes at a time. I mean, if you're going to embarrass her this way, don't give her an easy, quick win later. May, you know, really go to town. I mean, why didn't she just metal? Why did they have like a metal bending off? Although I I think they did a little bit. Yeah, I I think she was able to escape a couple times with it or something. But yeah, she should. Well, what she really should have done is just brought a little bit of platinum to the fight. (laughs) Yeah, everybody knows somehow metal benders can't bend platinum. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever. But I still love Korra, so... Oh, absolutely. I'm looking forward to the next episode. You know, it's like, uh, all right, they're harvesting all of the... All right, so no, prediction time. They're harvesting mm-hmm. all of the metal from the town. And they didn't really want the town. She's just been lying out of her ass. She just wants the metal so she can make some kind of super weapon or something yeah. out of it. That was her whole... That's the whole point of taking the town. It wasn't to assert the dominance or unite the Earth Kingdom. It was to take all the metal to do something. She said they were hoarding like new school technology and stuff too. Yeah, I think that was more lies, though. You know, like oh, okay. she, I think she just wants the metal. Hmm, you know, like probably, she, got, I mean, she got the metal. Her her hubby learned how to make a death ray 
out of the spirit mm-hmm. vines in like five seconds. So uh, well, it is if Ju- Julie helps him, right? Which we think she's playing robot opossum. I think so too. It's got to be. So. I mean, ju- I mean, there's even a moment in this episode where she hesitated before she, you know, she was kind of given the the fuck you eyes. Yep. To him, we're like, aha. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So I think this. I think this whole thing is going to end with she makes the giant laser cannon that will rain terror down from the skies. Maybe she's going to nuke something. Like she'll nuke a town, and that'll like change the world. And they'll be like, now we have nukes. And isn't this like a brave new world? And that'll be like, like the the theme is like things change. Right. So what if Avatar Korra just does what we just said in your samurai thing and my monster truck thing? And she says, you know what, world? I ain't going to save you from this. You guys save yourselves. And if every single one of you rises up, ain't no Kavira's army or anyone's going to be able to stand in, in your way. You know, it's like you've got this army. We've got two billion benders that live in all these different cities mm-hmm. they're just all going to line up and defeat you and Korra's like boom that's how it's done you guys don't really need me see ya that'd be great if the good guys had like half a brain but they're it seems like in every book they're <clears throat> always chasing the bad guys you know the bad yep. guys are always smarter which isn't much smart it's, it's like vastly smarter because the good guys are just dumb by the way and they said in this episode that the airbenders took like a vow of peace like above non-aggression, so they yeah, don't, they don't go like, out like starting fights. Mm-hmm. You know, so they could be like th- the third party. Yeah, but it's like still. So I mean, because uh, the one chick was like, "Well, my mom is in like a metal lung over there, yeah. being held captive. So I want to go save her." Like, no, you took that vow, and it's like, well, I mean, really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Come on, guys. <laughs> so, oh, well. cool, man. Well, that's all I got. Uh, my other thundered up as I'm doing the National Novel Writing Month for the third year. Oh, cool! You got to write. You got to write a fifty thousand word book in the month of November, hmm. which means you got to average like sixteen hundred words a day. And uh, I am currently at seventeen thousand words. Wow! So, uh, chugging along. It's been going for a week now. So, hey, that's great. Just gotta keep. Just gotta keep typing. So, uh, working on like a kid series and. Hopefully it's cool. But when I'm done with that, I'm going to have to work my monster truck into the next idea. Hell yeah. I had already had a monster truck as uh, like a small, I had a small role in this new, in a wacky book that I'm working on in the side with the monster truck in there. But I might have to get it of a more expanded role because hmm. it was very side characterish. But now I'm realizing the potential. Awesome. <laughs> I might have to, might have to go solo. <laughs> be its own thing, man. So, Fuck yeah. all right, man. Well, that's it for me. All right. Tell them where you can find us. Yeah, you can check us out every week. We're the Jumpman Podcast. We're a video game slash movie slash comic slash whatever podcast. You can check us out on RetroWareTV.com over our, at our headquarters the, at, at JumpmanPodcast.com. Uh, listen to us on Elder-Geek.com. Subscribe through iTunes. We post all our episodes, and we're constantly throwing stuff up on our Facebook page. Just throwing it up. Uh, and thank you, thank you to the maniacs who post on there regularly. You guys are awesome. And, um, and you know, we got a pretty, pretty sweet compliment the other day that said, like, hey, we're cool because we actually 
like make an effort to respond to everybody on our Facebook wall. And uh, I hadn't really thought about that. I just like enjoy talking to people and I'm like always so excited when somebody like posts something on there. But I was like, yeah. Yeah, I figured that's what. You know, we do. I just figured that's what Facebook's for. Like I post stuff on there so other people can see the cool shit that I see on the internet. So, And then if they put stuff that I haven't seen, you know, I appreciate it. Ah, exactly. So thank you all, all you maniacs posting to us on Facebook. That is just great. All right. So uh, <laughs> I've been playing video games like crazy, but I'll tell you all about that next week. All right. All right. Bye. Bye. Jump now. Engage. Yahoo! I find your lack of faith disturbing. One shall stand. One shall fall. Fatality.